0: getting up, God is good, all and all the time. Praise the Lord. You may be seated, and we're so glad to have each one with you, and we're glad to know that winter time is coming on because the Canada people are going south, and that's real good. <laughs> and uh, it, it should mean that deer hunting is not too far off in the future either, but that's a good thing. See, Grandpa Smiling on that one, he can tell you all about it. All right, thank the Lord. We're well, a lot of things happening around here, and uh, Brother Harold will be sharing some of that in just a few moments. And, and let's just worship the Lord. This song said it all. We'll worship Him, and that's what we want to do today, Brother Harold.
1: Good You were wondering how open the borders are. I guess they're open, huh? They're, letting, they're just letting everybody through. So You hope they stay open for another week, don't you? You can get back out. But it's good to have some people from Canada with us today. Um, so word got out that pastor's about to stop preaching here, so everybody's starting to come in now, and they want to hear them, but makes them feel good, so. Uh, we're glad we're glad to have them with us this morning. A couple quick announcements before we get started here today. Do remember, ladies' retreat is coming up, and you need to have your room booked by Tuesday. I think it is. So um, see the bulletin there, and if uh, it'll lead you to where you need to be, get a phone number. But call down there by Tuesday and book your room. Otherwise, you're not guaranteed a room. So if you're planning on going, book the room. All right. And if you, whatever, if you change your mind, then you can change your mind later. But get your room booked. And uh, also remember, coming up, when is Fall Fest? The 29th of October. So kind of put that on your calendar, 4 to 7 p.m. here at the church. We'll be doing the Fall Festival. And uh, in the upcoming weeks, we'll have volunteer form and a little bit more information on that. But put that on your calendar. So you're, you're available and uh, ready to just, I guess, have a good time and have a good ministry that day. But any other announcements need to be made? Nothing? All right, let's all stand pray this morning. There is an insert also in the bulletin, so if you don't have a bulletin, get one and read read that insert as well. Um, so let's take prayer requests today. Anybody have any requests they want to make known? Continue to pray for the church. Direction, it's going. Tammy? Yes. Yes. Amen. I didn't hear any of the kids cheering, but yeah, this next week, for a lot of them around here. (laughs) Yeah. Anything else? Lost loved ones? Unspoken requests? Raise our hands. God knows our hearts. Let's pray this morning. Thank you.
2: Each
3: of these days, we request, go God, we pray that you watch over them and pray God, that you correct them and, that you will help them uh, as they attend. God, we pray for safety, that you will watch over them, God, we pray that they will uh, be able to learn and grow, God. We pray that those who uh, will shine their lights for you, Lord, they'll be able to. Make a difference in those around him. Help him build relationships with God. Friendships, Lord. We pray that you them.
1: A couple ushers come up. It is third Sunday, so it'll be a, an expense offering this morning. So anything you give will go towards church expense or else mark it on an envelope and a check and it will go to what you mark it in. All right. Good to have the guys back with on last week. Good to see them. All right, let's pray. God, we thank you again, Lord, for this opportunity to give and we just pray that you'll bless this offering, Lord God, and use to continue your ministry, Lord God, and thank you for what you provided, God, and what you continue to do in name. Amen.
4: I it. praise all of the honor that you are so worthy of God glory to your holy name hallelujah you can be seated as our pastor comes
5: Morning. And
6: This
4: past week.
5: many stop and thank him for that miracle. We don't always do that. Let's just take a minute. It won't be a minute, but I want you to just rest in the love of the Lord right now. I want you to feel his presence around you. At one time, even though we didn't all go out and sin, what we call sin, okay? Even though things, but at one time we were lost. And we were sinking further the longer we stayed away from God. It didn't matter. Some people say, Well, I didn't do this and I no, but you were a sinner. I was a sinner. And the one time I walked away from God, he did not walk away from me. I walked away from him. But he never forsake me. He never left me. (laughs) I knew then, even when I wasn't, I didn't go out and do anything. I just wasn't living the way I should. I wasn't living close to him. And sometimes that's what we do. We we just kind of forget. Until God brings it to our memory. This last week, I'm not going to go in detail, but it's been a hard week. And uh, came down to Friday, and the doctor still wasn't doing anything. And I knew they couldn't for what I needed. God needed to take care of it. And uh, when I didn't hear back from the doctor, I said, okay, God, this is in your hand. It's in your hands, Lord. And I got two text messages, and I'm, and they were from, from two different people, and they said, we don't know what's going on, but we're supposed to pray for you. What's happening? I'm supposed to pray for you, what's happening? And then my brother. So the song I'm going to sing this morning, I don't think it's really the song I wanted to, but it must be what God wanted. <laughs> okay? Um, But I want us the rest of this morning to think about the goodness of God. We've just sang about it. We've tasted. We've seen. We've felt the mercy and the grace of God, Janet. The grace of God and his mercy is the reason I'm standing here the reason you're sitting there. Just worship the Lord, okay? Whether I get through this song, don't even, just just worship the Lord and think about the miracles that we didn't stop in thinking of, but when we were living in the darkness, when we were not walking in the light, God restored us back to him. Go ahead, Brother Harold.
6: I was
0: thinking,
4: oh, so low. I knew I would have gotten into
6: Because of my own thinking, I was lost, and I was thinking, oh, so low. Living down in the darkness of my mind Where the days my righteous do not go Till the day I fully realize that God could deliver me and more oh, 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 oh. Praise the to higher heights and give me joy I'd never had before. And I thank Him for the miracle that brought me from the wrong to the right. to trust in his embrace. And I said, Lord, can I love you? Can I hope to ever look upon your face? Then I took him at his word that said, Believe in me and you will never fall. I thank Him for the never-ending song of joy I sing, and I thank Him for the miracle that made me a child. him for the miracle that made me a child of the need. I'm a child
0: instead of the wire, That's good. Praise the Lord. I have been very grateful to the Lord this morning for... All the worship songs that have lifted up the name of the Lord. song that the wife has just sung is something that we are thankful to the Lord for, and that is his miracles. And certainly we serve a miracle-working God. We thank the Lord for it. The Lord being the Lord. That being said, the title of this presentation today is That's My King, and we're going to talk about the greatness of this King, the Lord of Lords, and I'm going to begin with some scriptures that perhaps doesn't even seem like it belongs in the vein of He's the king. He's royalty. Paul's writing to the young man, Timothy, who at the time he was uh, young. Uh, I sometimes think about the young man, Timothy. Boy, if he's still living, he's over 2,000 years old. However... Uh, At the time that this transpired, he was indeed a young man. And Paul took him under his proverbial wing, and he became a very integral part of the ministry of the glory of God. In the first division of Timothy chapter 6, verses 4 through 16, and I believe all my verses today are from the King James Version. Paul said to him, Thou shalt keep his commandment without spot, unrebukable, unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everything Paul did, said, wrote, was about the Lord, even when it was evil uh, in his evil life, and he was referred to as Saul, Saul of Tarsus, that this man, uh, he, he was against Christ. So Christ was a focus in his life one way or the other most of his life. But when they became a minister, a Christian, they... Bible teaches us how strong and what an advocate he was of the faith of the Lord. And I love the words here that he begins with, or is using, he's already began, to Timothy. Just note them, if you will, please. They're important words, we don't want to read it and just get sleepy reading them. But he's saying to Timothy, this commandment, the Lord's commandment, keep it without spot. That's important, without spot. Unrebukable. What a challenge that is. And not do it just for the rest of the week. (laughs) Not do it just for the rest of the month or this season. But do it until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a loaded verse of scripture that is. Now without my commentary, let me reread it to you. Keep this commandment without spot unrebukable until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ i'm just going to have to say wow what a what a challenge that that was and then he begins to paraphrase his thought and what he means to Timothy. And he says, which in his times, meaning that when the Lord gets ready, he shall so show who is the blessed and only pontentate. I'd like that. Nobody wears the name, title, description, a pontentate like the Lord kingship, lordship, authority. Nobody wears it. It is only to the king of kings and lord of lords. Again, my title today of this presentation is That's My King. He is the pontentate. Some people may have borrowed that name Some people may have thrown that name on others, titles of people along the way over the years, but it only belongs to the Lord, Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords. He is our King. And 16th verse puts the icing on this cake. When it says, uh, when he says, Paul says, of the Lord, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach to, beautiful way to say that, who only hath immortality, nobody, I mean, even... The ghost writers and fiction writers, they they may depict somebody uh, in the time zone travelers and so on and so forth. It doesn't matter. There is only one who hath immortality dwelling in the light. Only one that can be sanctioned as that person. No man can approach What this man is, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. This is our King, folks. This day, when we are anticipating who knows what. In our world, in our country, in our state, in our county, in our city. Yes, sometimes even in our homes. Who knows what's going to be happening. But because we know the king, he is the one of immortality. He's the only one that the light should be shining on. He's the only one that is invisible but visible. Yeah. He's the only one that can do it for you and I. I am going to the thought of the necessity and the importance of this king in our lives. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, this is a familiar verse of scripture. You can uh, say it in your mind or say it out loud uh, any way you want to, or not even say it as I read this. But the scripture says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You thought you did. And sometimes we all think we do. That we're wrestling against. Oh, oh, my goodness, that headache that we have. Uh, Oh, my goodness, they said this about me. Oh, goodness, they're going to do this to our community. They're going to make a law for this. Oh, that signal light that's flashing ahead of us. Why are they stopping me? Well, we encounter all these things. But guess what? We still do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But instead, we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Well, that's a mouthful. It sounds like we got our hands full, as a matter of fact. Biblical idea of principalities and biblical powers. We're talking about demons here. Everyone loves a demon? Raise your hand. I couldn't trick you. Good deal. That's a good deal. Uh, I never have. but Fortunately, people have either been asleep or they knew what I was talking about when I've tried to trick them that way. And uh, I, uh, <laughs> I I know it would probably be embarrassing, and I really haven't. A long time ago, I forgot what I was going to say if somebody does raise their hand. So I'm glad you never raise your hand. But... Biblical principalities, the biblical powers is talking about the level of demons. And believe it or not, it's not laws, it's not enforcement of things that are happening in the legislatures and so on and so forth. But the level of demons, they are out there, believe me, they are out there, designed to Kill. Now this is what Paul was talking about to the church at Ephesus when he said we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and against powers. What he's saying we wrestle against is the different levels of of vexation, the power that they have to destroy, to injure, yes, even to kill, You know, the Bible says, fear not those that are able to kill the body, but rather the one that is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. They're there to harass, these demons are. Irritate, confuse, and frustrate. (laughs) Well, uh, maybe sometimes we're encountering demons and we're not really aware of it. Remember that we need to understand that there is a king of kings that is there to help us in the wrestling match that we encounter in this world. And by the way, the king, he's your king. He's my king. He's the king of kings. He's the lord of lords. That's available to us. That is of one that walks with us, one that talks with us, one that comforts us, the king of kings, we worship him, we adore him. Paul indicated also that there was powers and rulers of the darkness. Well, we've heard a lot about dark places uh, and dark elements uh, in the political world. And uh, I, I don't know that they know what they're talking about, but I do know that what they're talking about is something that is real. There is a dark element of power from the underworld. As a matter of fact, we read about one instance of this darkness that actually has walked upon the face of the earth in Job chapter two and verse two. It says. The Lord said unto Satan, they, they know each other, by the way, and they've had communion, not communion, but they've had conversation. Uh, Lord, forgive me, I was just kidding about communion. I know better. The Lord said unto Satan, where did you come from? Where have you been? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth. And from walking up and down on it. Now, folks, there is a reason that the scripture, that there are scriptures that say various things concerning, for instance, get behind me, Satan, flee from the devil, and resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. There are reasons for scriptures like that simply because the devon or demonic powers are after you. They are there. I will tell you that my encounter with Satan, my personal encounter with Satan, that is still memorable, and I share it from time to time, is when my family and I pastored in Uniontown Pennsylvania and during the time that the church was under construction there it was a very difficult time physically and one of the things that happened during the construction of this church building was a construction was a flash flood that occurred during the midst of the construction and there was a very large hill behind where the church was, and the ground of that area had been excavated. It had not hardened. It had not set up. There had not been sod put in. It was still a construction, you're uh, a, a raw construction site. And the waters cascaded down that mountain, that big hill, uh, it may be a, a mountain, by the way. There are mountains in that country through there. Uh, the West Virginia, uh, Pennsylvania area, Pittsburgh, Morgantown, West Virginia, that's very mountainous through there. And as the waters cascaded down those hills, it went into the area of the church construction, which did not have a uh, just beginning of a second floor at that point. And it totally destroyed the foundation walls, the construction that had been done, and filled the basement floor with mud. It was a terrible sight. And I never will forget that as I walked out toward the site when, when the weather permitted me to do that, I will never forget, and thank God that, I, well, I thank God that God bailed me out. But as I was walking across the driveway to the area of the church construction, the devil literally landed on my shoulder. I felt felt the weight of the demon devil on my shoulder. The first and only time in my Life that I ever encountered anything like this for me personally was that demon spirit speaking to me in a very audible voice. And it said to me, you, my boy, do not have to go through this. You've got a gun back there in your office. And I did. I did deer hunting in those days myself and it was a deer rifle and it was getting close to deer season so I had it out I'd been cleaning on it and so on and the devil very audibly said to me go back take that gun put it under your chin and pull the trigger and you will not have to worry about this anymore and It really stopped me in the tracks. I mean, I did did, just came to a dead still stop. And I, I thought, well, that's true. And then all of a sudden, the grace of God blew its spirit upon my soul, upon my mind, my body. And it said, but you can't do that. I have chose you to do the work of a minister, and by that time when that those words had finished, and that spirit somehow it came over me and renewed me, I was able to pick my feet up and walk again. That's my King that I am talking about today. But what I want you to know like from this scripture, two and two of Job, is that the Lord said to Satan, Where have you been today? Oh, he says, I've been here and I've been there. I've been all through the earth. He is real. But there is a king that is real. And he lives and he is in our lives and for our lives today. I love what Peter says. Said First Peter, chapter five, verse eight, as he gives us encouragement on how to live and how to act. He said, "Be sober, be diligent, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking to whom seeking whom he may devour." Think about those words there. Those are not just words. It is talking about the devil and the manner that he is, his character, the manner that he is using. He is going about. Same thing that uh, occurred in the book of Job. Uh, In another context, he said he had been going to and fro throughout the world. And he had been walking. And here, Peter it's literally uttering the words that the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking to whom he may devour. Now, as Paul was talking to the children there, as we have read in our text about Timothy, he's declared that there was spiritual wickedness. In high places, and that's an aspect that sometimes we kind of affects us because we really do not know what is happening in these so-called high places. There is, according to the scripture, about higher places. Colossians chapter two, verse fifteen. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. I do not know how to express myself in a way that becomes so important to me to tell you and to share with those that might be hearing us on the online audience today, that there is a place in this world that is spoiled with corruption. I do not want to give names. I do not. I'm not qualified to give names of where those are. But I will tell you something. I am qualified for that. It is not his man. And it's not his rules and regulations, but it is God Almighty. It is our King who does more than walk in this world. He inhabits this world, the universe. Our Lord is the King. I want you to realize in the Message Bible, Eugene Peterson uh, described it in his uh, rendition, Of the message Bible in Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. He said, I want you to realize that I continue to work as hard as I know how for you. Talking about the apostle and how he was concerning the people at Colossians. He didn't know them. Uh, we, it says this in, in so many words. He says, I, I work hard that I know that I, for you and also for the Christians over at Laodicea. Not many of you have met me face to face, he says, but that doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Know that I'm on your side. Right alongside you, you're not in this alone. Yeah. I thank God that we, as children of God, are not in this alone. Yeah. Let's not be alone. Let's make sure that, that we're walking in the hands and the arms of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our King. He is there for us all the way, all the way. There was a man by the name of Lockridge. S.B. was his initials. And he was an African-American preacher. And his words that from this sermon was recorded. First a rendition of it, a recording of it, was in Detroit, Michigan in 1976. And he talked about the Lord being his king. In fact, uh, this excerpt was entitled, That's My King. And with just a few couple modifications for my speaking, he said, my king was born king. He's the king of the Jews. He's an ethnic king. He's the king of the Israel. He's a national king. He's a king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. That's our king we're talking about. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows his handiwork. Yes. This king of ours is the only one of whom there is no way to measure or to find divine his limited love, his limitless love. No far seeing telescope can bring him into visibility. The coastline of the shore that he occupies is not visible. The barriers that can be erected can never hinder him from pouring out his blessings. Reverend King, a Reverend. Lockridge went on to say concerning the king, he said, He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially strong. He's impartially merciful. That's our king. He's God's son. He's the sinner's savior. He's unprecedented. He's supreme. He's preeminent. He's the greatest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the supreme problem in higher criticism. He is the fundamental doctrine of historic theology. And he's the necessity of spiritual religion. We're talking about our King. He's the miracle of the age. He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one to supply all of our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and he's available for the tried. He sympathizes, and He saves. He's the Almighty God who guides and keeps all of His people. He heals the sick. He cleanses the leopards. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He regards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. We're talking about our king. Well, our king is a king of knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. He's a master of the mighty. He's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislators. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of peace. He's the king of kings. He's the lord of lords. That's our king. His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His light is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes, oh praise God. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteousness. His yoke is easy. And His burden is light. I cannot describe Him to you simply because He's indescribable. He's our King. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. The heavens and the earth can't contain Him. Man cannot explain Him. You can't get Him out of your mind. You can't get Him off your hands. You can't outlive Him, and you can't live without Him. The Pharisees couldn't stand him, and they found out that they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree upon him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Thank God. That's our king. He has always been, and he always will be. We're talking about that he has no predecessor and he'll have no successor. There's nobody before him and there'll be nobody after him. You can't impeach him and he's not going to resign because he's our king. I am so grateful today to be able to reinforce with you Today, that we have a king that is beyond anything, any place, anything that the devil who walks on the face of this earth, and as Peter described him as a roaring lion. Wherever you go today, the enemy may be there, but I will tell you that the king was there before the enemy, and he is there with you as you walk and drive, ride. Go from this place today, the King is with you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I am very grateful. Oh, I'm so grateful that the King is with us today. If there is any need in any heart today, we want you to be able to understand the King is here and He is able to supply every need. Would the congregation please stand as we go to the Lord in prayer? Praise the name of the Lord. And if you, if you want prayer, would you just lift your hand if you want prayer? God help, God help. There are several around that want prayer. And if you've seen a hand go up, would you step over to that one? Place your hand upon them, and we will pray with them as we pray at the close of this service today. Holy Father, in the name of Jesus, we're honoring You and thanking You, Lord, for being here. Oh, Lord, You're our King. We just cannot have our being. We cannot have our movement. We must have You, Lord. Indeed, You are our King. You are everything. Oh, we bless the Lord today, and we pray for these that have lifted their hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you will be with each one. Oh, Lord, be with each one. Walk with each one. Walk with these, Lord, that have lifted their hands. God, you know and understand the nature, the scope of all the things that they encounter in life and where they're at in life. But, God, you're you're our king. There's just not anything you don't understand. Lord, nothing escapes you. And I pray, God, today for the mercies of God, for the power of God, to be with each one as we leave here today. Lord, we are your people, we are your creation, you're the creator. Oh God, we in your name, O oh Lord, submit ourselves, humble ourselves before your wonderful love and mercy, to walk in the grace. That your son has brought to this world for every being, for every person in any way. Lord, we have you. We have the king. We have the king of kings. The Lord of lords. O oh, Lord, bless each one today, I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. Praise the Lord.